0: Get about the curveball, Ricky. Give him a heater. Welcome to the Heater Podcast. I'm Dan Lewick. He's Corey Peeper. As we uh, get you set for the final five weeks of the regular season, we are going to give you our uh, power rankings, our AL uh, and NL power rankings uh, of where things stand now or where we're projecting them uh, to go. Uh, We're leaving it open-ended as far as uh, you make your own justification or rationale for why you're putting them in the spot. Uh, and we'll uh, uh, go from there and bounce off of uh, a way to get back uh, uh, covered over the, the, the latest things in uh, Major League Baseball by doing power rankings through it. So uh, we'll have a chance to talk about the uh, uh, Seattle streaking uh, and what's uh, brewing in Milwaukee. Uh, it's been uh, uh, two of the hottest teams in Major League Baseball at this point, though, again, uh, jumping out ahead of it and saying my condolences to all uh, Milwaukee Brewers fans uh, for the season being over. Uh, Bob Nightingale uh, gave it the kiss of death for saying, team is going to be one of the most dangerous in the playoffs to face. Uh, and if there's anyone who has been the legendary jinx of any media in any sport, it's Bob Nightingale, so uh, it's kind of like being on the, the Madden cover at one point with He's at about that level, so uh, hopefully uh, he's uh, uh, like a, a weatherman missing on this one uh, and quickly finds someone else to get the Jinx label on. So uh, I, while you're doing something right, uh, that's not the, 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 the place you want to be or the attention you want, uh, as, especially a sport that's as superstitious as Major League Baseball. Uh, with that, the Heater Podcast is brought to you by River Creek Popcorn for all of your snacking needs for baseball games, uh, movies, and uh, pennant NFL. chases, Ooh. NFL, uh, fantasy drafts, uh, and, and much more, as, or fantasy playoffs as you get ready for that. Uh, that's only about a, two weeks away uh, from kicking off as well. So it's a fun time of year. Grab your favorite uh, uh, popcorn, come hungry, leave happy. Uh, another one, uh, weather was great uh, this, this weekend, and so it was a great weekend at the Wagon.
1: It was a fantastic weekend. This was after a stretch of very hot weather in Wisconsin. We got a lovely weekend. Next weekend is Labor Day, and we have usually opened on Labor Day Monday. Right now the forecast on Labor Day Monday is mid-90s or above. I don't think we're probably going to open Labor Day Monday if that's the case. So if you want popcorn this weekend, there's a chance I'll be in Baraboo. Uh, The wagon will stay open There's also a chance that if it's too hot on Sunday, I will just stay in Rock Springs because my dad's not going to run the wagon without me. So, come to Rock Springs. Make sure you get your popcorn this weekend. But don't wait till Monday because it's entirely possible that I won't be there.
0: Especially as this is one of those uh, more famous uh, grill-out weekends for it. And and with that, it's good to have a natural, uh, uh, easy snack to go with it if you're already putting the time in on the grill. Having an easy snack like popcorn is perfect uh, uh, for all sorts of uh, uh, at least some more college football uh, is filtering full. through. So this we have a full, schedule. full we slate.
1: Week zero this past week is like the primer. And now this week, full. So if you're in Wisconsin here, the Badgers play Buffalo, I believe. Buffalo Bulls, hmm. not the Bills.
0: <laughs> well, it's uh, a chance <laughs> to get back into all of that within and grab your uh, best uh, uh, snack to be alongside on the couch. Uh as we talk about uh, power rankings for both AL and NL, I'm going to jump in first since I kind of mentioned it before, so throwing you a, a random question of uh, two weeks away from uh, fantasy playoffs kicking in. So if you put in your, uh, put in the time uh, all the way in with uh, uh, your uh, baseball fantasy a team and your things are looking good or on the fringe, uh, the question is, who's, who's your X Factor uh in the final two weeks and or leading into uh, uh the postseason. Uh either and it can be from a whole whole host of different things. Anyone else that might still be available that could be uh an X factor that way, someone getting healthy, uh it could be someone getting hurt, uh with an and uh, having to to reel through. We're in that uh teetering stage and all sorts of different things. Who's uh one X factor that you would uh throw out there?
1: It's a tough one. I have a couple. I'm, I'm bad at just listening to directions. So I'm trying to pick pull out his ownership quickly on Yahoo here. But here's a name that even two months ago, I don't know if anybody even talked about. Cole Reagan's been dominant for Kansas City for the matter part of a month. Like, dominant. The last four starts, six innings, no earned, 11Ks. Six innings, three earned, 9Ks. Five innings, three earned, 5Ks. Six and two-thirds, one earned, 11Ks. And six innings, no earned, 8Ks. A dominant month for Kansas City. Uh, I could not find his ownership. I see he's 35% started on Yahoo. At this point, you just ride it. until. And Kansas City has a ridiculous schedule the rest of the way. He has Pittsburgh this week. They play Oakland in there, I know. I think he gets Washington once. Like That's one. And then mm, another, let's do a hitter quick. How about the possible return of O'Neal Cruz? I don't know if it'll happen. It's been a long time. But it sounds like he was out running. So he's working his way back. I know that he had to halt it due to soreness, but I really want to see O'Neill Cruz down the stretch.
0: And that kind of leads into like, so you have one category of uh, uh, off the IL X factors. So those that have been uh, uh, stealthily watching, like from Walker Bueller uh, within it to uh, uh, Kyle Wright, uh, seeing when these guys can potentially come back. O'Neill Cruz fits into that category. Uh, and then you have your young guys that are. Uh, one of the last things we're trying to win is the bottom of your roster, getting guys on a heater at the end. Uh, So that's where I went with the strategy of uh, Spencer Torkelson, picked him up to see how long that lasts. He's been one of baseball's hottest hitters for the last three, four weeks. Uh, Within it, man, people forget, first overall draft pick uh, within it. uh, Just rookie year didn't go the the most ideal, but now you're seeing that talent coming in. It's not a linear process uh, for guys developing into uh, major league players. Uh, so you're looking for like a guy like that that could uh, jump up that way. Uh, I'll give a different one, and that's a guy who's showing he's fully healthy. Bryce Harper. Uh, mm-hmm. If you uh, uh, have him on your team, I'm happy that I drafted him with it, and I'm just seeing the power surge uh, that has come through there. He finally, like, he's always looked good, but the last thing to come back was the power. He's looking like his full, uh, full self uh, within it. Uh, so we'll so, uh, we'll see.
1: So I just want to. So we were just doing a fantasy football draft before we got down here, and I told you I don't like drafting like Jerry Judy because he's hurt right now. But I remember our fantasy baseball draft quite well because I drafted – there was two big names, right? There was two big ones. There was Jose Altuve and there was Bryce Harper. And I believe I had picked four. You had picked one or something like that, and it was coming through. And I drafted Jose Altuve, and we're at 316 with 50 runs, nine homers, 30 ribbies, and 13 steals, which is – Absolutely, Jose Altuve. That's 60 games. That's fantastic. And you took Bryce Harper because I wanted to get him too. And it's going to work out too. And so, baseball, the season's so much longer. Like, you can absorb one of those. I wouldn't recommend drafting more. Well, especially
0: around like, like 9, 10. Yeah. Like, it was uh, uh, at that point within it, uh, a half season of near MVP level, uh, especially second half when you're talking more playoffs within it. You can wait for that type of talent.
1: I never consider, you ever consider taking up Bryce Harper out of your lineup? Nope. I never take Bryce, who is Jose Altuve out. And I have, like, I have, I have Jazz Chiswick who can play second. Now, I play, play play him in the outfield, but like you just stars are stars in baseball, and you just wait for him to hit.
0: And it it doesn't always work the way that you want it to, whereas you're thinking of, of stashing guys and hoping for things to be there. I waited and waited and waited for Christian and Carson on Strand, uh, and he's just been a classic rookie. There's nothing bad about it, but as he has not lit the world on fire uh, with it solid. Uh, there's nothing, nothing not bad Within it, but I ultimately finally had to, after all the waiting on it, I ended up dumping him for for other things that I I needed more pressing at the time.
1: I think next week we should do a rookie review episode. Yeah, it's time to review at the top the, the rookies. And then just yeah, look at some of the big rookies next week.
0: We'll plan that for uh, for next week and uh, for, for this week. Let's go into our power rankings. A chance to get a back reoriented with uh, uh, latest happenings in the uh, Major League Baseball hot streaks. Everything together, we'll come into uh, to all this year as we look at heaters uh, across the board. Uh, let's start with the American league, uh, and top team I'm guessing is going to be, uh, unanimous with us. Who do you have for number one?
1: Got to pick Baltimore. Baltimore's got the best record. Baltimore's played really well for a big chunk of the season. I'll, I'll take Baltimore.
0: I think I'm trying to remember what the stat was within at least two, uh, two months that they've never, that they haven't lost back-to-back games more than like twice in the last two months. They have not lost back-to-back games more than twice.
1: I think I saw a stat within the last few months that since Adley Rutschman got called up last year, they haven't been swept. I don't know if that's – it might be four games, but it's something like that where since Adley Rutschman came up a year ago, they have not had a four-game losing streak, which just tells you the talent that he is. Like, Not that he's solely responsible for that, but he's really good.
0: (laughs) It's a – that team has been just – the the Rays have been, what, 17 and. Five in their last 22, so they've, they've come back uh, in their stretch, 15-7 uh, uh, and seven, uh, in their last 22. Uh, and they have not gained any ground uh, on Baltimore. Baltimore has been the clear uh, top team uh, within it, and the young players are, are earning it. Uh, so I, I also have Baltimore first. Uh, who do you have second? I
1: think we can transition to two then. I assume you have Tampa Bay two because they started hot. They had a cold stretch they have returned it back on here now and they are now back firmly with the second best record in the American league. So it's hard to pick against them. The only issue that I have with Tampa Bay right now is they've had so many pitching injuries. I, they keep winning and, but pitching injuries and the Wander Franco situation has led to just questions. Like, can they keep winning with the team they're putting until they don't, I guess I'll keep saying yes.
0: Well, the, uh, before uh, uh, fantasy owners, as well as also for the, the Angels, uh, the loss of Shohei Otani as a pitcher uh, for the remainder of the year, big blow. The only team that has uh, uh, been hit harder has been the Rays. They lost Shane McClanahan, uh, their ace, uh, to uh, injury, gone for the rest of the year. And you can all but be, it's 99.9% sure, Wanda Franco isn't playing again yet this year, uh, if, if at all, uh, uh, moving forward. So i dropped uh, him from a fantasy team. Yeah, that's it's a, not gonna happen. Uh, he is, uh, uh, and so that was your face of franchise at the same time. So you lost those two key players just in the last like four weeks. Uh, that's after losing Jeffrey Springs, after losing Drew uh, Rasmussen. Within it, they keep finding a way. There's no more resilient team in Major League Baseball. Uh, it helps when you release deep enough that you still have Tyler Glass now to take Game One for any series that you're doing within it. He, uh, six uh, innings, only gave up one uh, hit. Uh, in his last start to the New York Yankees. uh, They keep finding ways of winning. And then they turn guys, uh, their latest fad of turning uh, relievers back into starters. So Zach Littell has been a a name there. Anyone looking for, especially in deeper fantasy leagues, just a guy who's going to be on a a winning team that has a chance to at least collect uh, Ws within it. Uh, They find a way to put it together. More importantly, the offense is getting back to the pre-July level. They're hitting home runs again. Uh, they're, uh, the offense is being a little bit more consistent. Their first, uh, as you ride the ebbs and flows, July was bad, right? It was very bad. Worst in, the, in Major League Baseball for it. Well, it all bounces back together within it. Number one team in runners in scoring position in the month of August, Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, so it, it all goes through and it cycles within it, but definitely number two. Uh, I, I would agree with you there. What gets interesting is when we get into three through five.
1: Yep, (laughs) you nailed it. Yep, three through five is where I just go, we switch from the AL East, we skip the Central, and I go to the AL West. So I believe this team is currently in third in the AL West. I still have Houston at three. I I think they're still the best team. I know they're currently third. At this point, I move Seattle ahead of Texas. I have Seattle four. And then Texas, at this point, I have in fifth.
0: And I also have Houston at three. Uh, And then I have... uh... Uh, I'm, uh, looking past the last ten games for Texas. You have to because they've uh, been pretty wrong. That's and as some, like, they were at one point had the best record in Major League Baseball as well. With then at some point you have to get a bad stretch. They're entering their first bad stretch of the year, right? It has it's not too- been anywhere near this bad.
1: Oh yeah, no. It's and it's it's the polar opposites, right? Like Seattle is peaking right now, and Texas is having its worst stretch of the season. So. Nine and one for Seattle in their last nine, and Texas is one and nine in their last nine, or ten, excuse me. But I think, we, like you said, we still both agree Houston's probably the best team out there, and teams that have been there, done that, and, Altuve's, hi-
0: and Altuve's history are uh, healthy.
1: Like I like a lot of what Seattle and Texas offers, but Altuve, Bregman, Jordan Alvarez, Kyle Tucker, there's just so much talent on Houston. I think they can still get it done in the end. I'll I have s- Seattle above them because I like the pitching more on Seattle than I do on Texas.
0: And right now, that's what's all all clicking together within it. Uh, I'm. This is probably the most egregious on any list within and we have them. I have them still listed sixth. What I did at fifth is I included the twins only because of uh, not if it was head to head, I would put Seattle ahead. Uh, my logic was no one's catching Minnesota in the Central Division. So as far as like having like your playoff and division locked up, that's what I'm giving Minnesota credit for here uh, within it. Uh, but if it was head to head, I would have Seattle above. Uh, so I have. Houston, three, Texas, four, Minnesota, five, Seattle, six, uh, and uh, uh, Seattle will, will make me uh, have egg on my face in the next week, I bet, uh, with, as they keep up their torrid streak.
1: Salesman, great. I will admit that Texas moves up a notch in my book if Nate gets healthy. They, they've had just enough injuries right now, too, that they're kind of treading water right now. I think they'll come back strong. Actually, I actually have Minnesota at seven. Yes, they will win the American League Central for what that's worth. I'm not sure that's saying a whole lot. Uh, I actually have Toronto still ahead of them. As usual, Toronto disappoints me in a million different ways. Uh, They are currently sitting at 71 and 60, which is a pretty good record, but it just always feels like there could be more. They did get Bo Bichette back from injury. He came back strong. I did see that he left again early today after a ground out. I don't know. I just have more faith. I think Toronto versus Minnesota. Toronto is a better team. Agreed. I just, but they play in a tougher division. And look, one of those teams, we can only go through this so many ways. Baltimore, Tampa Bay is going to win the East and one of them will be the wild card. And then we just talked about three teams out West. So either Toronto, Texas, Houston, Seattle, some way you're going to split it. One of them's not making it like that's just, that's, it. that's, that's the, the hard part.
0: Toronto's it. a good team, but they, they could also be on the outside, uh, looking in when it comes to the playoffs at the end. Cause that's all so close. Uh, everyone within like a, uh, two games of each other. If the season ended today, uh, then it would be, uh, uh, the blue Jays would be out. Uh, But give it a week, and that can change dramatically within it. So uh, that's where, if you're looking at what races are to watch as we get into the final like five weeks of the of the year, that's it. It's those top uh, top seven teams that we've talked about. uh, But it's going to be the AL West race between Seattle, Texas, and Houston. But then also the adding in Toronto for uh, the game of musical chairs. One of them is going to be left out, Uh, and so that's going to be the key battle uh, in the uh, American League.
1: Then you'll hear the discussion brought up of is it time for baseball to go like basketball where we just eliminate the divisions and say the best six teams get in because does Minnesota deserve to be in over Toronto? I don't know. I, I kind of like the divisions, but you always hear that discussion. So
0: once you, you well you get back into that discussion because of the balanced schedule versus unbalanced, right? You had to win your division or the unbalanced was what it was all about. Uh, once you take that priority where everyone plays the same amount of teams the same way. You can make a valid argument for why is the best records because we're all playing the same teams within it. So why should someone just get extra lucky because of who they happen to be uh, in the same uh, division uh, with? So I think that one has a chance. Well, if if Boston or New York were playing better, that would be a louder, uh, louder conversation. It's still going to be a conversation. It would be a louder one of certain big market teams uh, were playing better within it. But now we get into the uh, second half of the American League. Who do you have next?
1: So did you ever say, is Toronto your 7? Yes. Okay, okay. So then my 8, I keep it out 8. I keep it out East. Boston? Yep. Boston has been playing well. Another team that if they were playing in a different division, I think they could be competitive. Uh, The (laughs) offense is great. Chris Sale's been pretty good. Their pitching has been better than I thought. I think it's starting to wear down a little bit. I do not think they'll make the playoffs, but a better team than I thought they were. They have
0: a better... uh, group to work with and build on going into next year than I thought they would at this Mm -hmm. point. Uh, They were showing that they were right on their uh, outfield selection Uh, and uh, and been worth every penny. Uh, And then, uh, again... uh, player development. Uh, Tristan Cases. Has there been a hotter first baseman uh, in the uh, the last uh, month month and a half? With uh, an it?
1: Dorkelson, it's Emmitt Dorkelson, right? Yep. Both talking about. I I was sitting down to do some fantasy stuff for next year already. Hash out my sort of rankings here. I, I do them really early, and then I just kind of tweak them throughout the offseason. I, I think I had them both inside the top twelve. So we'll talk about those. I'm sure sometime in the off season. Uh,
0: I also have Boston at eight. I figured.
1: Number yep. nine, I think, is a talking point. I have Cleveland at nine. I do too. Do we really? Okay. Yeah. Wow, we really are sympathetic. Simpa- it. uh, it's a ridiculously disappointing season. They traded no away players that, and then they, they had injury. Like we talked talking about another team that had injuries, but the offense, I thought it'd be better. It's just not good enough. And then they moved players like Josh Bell, and the, they're, you reap what you sow. Can next year could this team come back, get Shane Bieber healthy, get Tristan McKenzie healthy, and make another run to win the American League Central?
0: I think so. The quicker Kyle Manzardo can be ready yeah. for them, the better.
1: He should. I yeah. Aside, I know he was hurt, so I know he's got to make build up some ground, but he should start the year as first baseman for this team. Like, it, it can't be worse than it was this year. It was a very disappointing year for Cleveland. Ten, the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. That's where I'm going.
0: I have yes. Yeah. I was looking at the wrong way. Angels so Angels
1: next. So I give them credit. They did go all in. They pushed in the chips, right? They traded for CJ Kron. They traded for Randall Grichick. They called up Nolan Shanwell, who got drafted six weeks ago after, and he got instantly promoted to the big leagues, basically. And they batted him lead off, and he's had some success, which is awesome. Uh Trout came back, played two games, and hit the IL again. It sucks. And then you mentioned it, Otani just out there. BNM's ridiculous self and tears the UCL and now like I don't know what the plan's going to be going forward with this pitching. I don't know if anybody knows other than Shohei Otani. It sucks. The Angels are not going to make the playoffs and after pushing all the traction, here's like the one silver silver lining of Shohei Otani getting hurt is I suppose it creaks like if there's a crack in it it's the Angels can say, "Look, you're not as valuable as you were. Maybe take a one-year
0: $50 million deal and come back." I was my my question was going to be does the injury increase uh the likelihood of him staying uh with, with the Angels within it? It it does. I think it goes from
1: like 1% to 5%. I still don't think it's likely cuz look at okay, how much did Aaron Judge get in the free agent market like 320 million? Exactly. Like Shohei Ohtani is a better hitter than Aaron Judge, right? And I love Aaron, don't get me wrong. I love Aaron Judge. But by himself Shohei Ohtani is at least as valuable as Aaron Judge solely as a hitter.
0: Now what was the uh what was Aaron Judge's age uh last year with and I'm forgetting the the age uh, to try to see how that compares uh with terms of free Aaron, agent money
1: Aaron Judge is currently 31 so I think Ohtani's 29 right or are we had about the same uh same age that's what I'm trying to So Aaron Judge would have been 30 as a free agent. Otani currently is 29. He just turned 29.
0: So then there's no reason why you can't get Aaron Judge uh, money with him, and the Giants were going to pay him more. So remember what he what he got uh, with New York still wasn't even top offers. So 350 million uh, is the uh, woe is me uh, amount for him. Uh, Yeah, it's not 600 million, uh, but does he get uh, at least offers in 350? Absolutely. Is he? Where do you put him? in Top three, top five hitter. Uh, yep. right. So the
1: only like the one thing that he doesn't have going for him that Aaron Judge has is, and maybe you know, maybe if he gives up pitching, are would you bet against Shohei Otani to play a different position other than util- other than DH? Because if he's not going to focus on, <laughs> sorry, dance cat's always funny to me. Yeah,
0: he uh, just took a a beer, uh, a beer cap bottle, yeah. and just uh, ran off with it. I have no idea what she's doing, but uh,
1: other than just being a D eight, like the part of his value is that. So like the Yankees have Stanton at DH, right? It, not that you can't fit Shohei Otani in, or a team that's that's the one difference is that unless Shohei Otani moves to the outfield, which if he's which, not pitching, pitch, he could. Yeah, right, that's
0: just it. So he, it's not that he can't play defense; yep. it was to try to keep uh, things off the off the arm. So if 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 they even if they remove pitching, he becomes a, a solid uh, all around outfielder uh, within your right fielder. Uh, uh, for it, solid arm for that. We know he's already got a, a good arm from that standpoint. No reason why he can't at least uh, 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 at least do that. So it adds the value when it's not just a designated hitter. So, uh,
1: yeah, just a casual ten WAR season right now on fan on Baseball Reference for Shohei Otani. Sorry, yeah.
0: still uh, uh, still impactful in every way. You want to see him in a playoff race? uh Please. with it. So uh, I st- my money's still on the Dodgers. Yep. Uh, within it, uh, so we'll see what happens there, but uh, I, I have the Yankees next on my list. So
1: I have the Yankees at 12, so maybe we flip these two. I have Detroit next. Yeah, I actually the, you, you make mentioned an argument it. for that. You mentioned it, right? They have been playing better. Now, they started so horrendously bad that it's hard to work their way back, but I have Detroit next. I know they got absolutely boat raised today by by the Astros, but Torkelson's been playing good. Kerry Carpenter is a building block. Yes. They called up Parker Meadows, who looks competent had a like, walk-off
0: uh, like homer this Jesse week he
1: did and riley green i think there's at least some building happening in detroit which it's been a while since we can say
0: that matt manning looks pretty good again all of a sudden which this is what we thought at the beginning of the year of the possibilities but they just bottomed out so terribly early uh within it now at least if you are a detroit tigers fan right now be be thankful because uh because what we were thinking in april may uh, about this team versus where we are now, you're actually seeing those pieces develop or take the next step. Uh, add a little bit of pitching yet to this. Uh, this is not a uh, difficult division. Uh, you can make things interesting with very few moves uh, within it and just continue development. So it's there's there is hope in in Detroit. You still have to make steps to actually make the to get yourself there, but you finally have something to work with.
1: I have the Yankees 12. I will say I'm happy that the Yankees have finally, apparently, decided to lean into the rebuild a little bit here in the last few days. They called up Oswaldo Cabrera. They called up, uh, or is it Oswald Peraza? I always mess them up. If it's Oswaldo or Oswald, one of them is one and one is the other. Uh, Aaron Judge is back. They called up Everson Pereira, too. Volpe. So we, we're finally starting to see a little bit of a youth movement here. It isn't going to happen this year. I don't know if it'll happen next year. They need a full year. Carlos Rodon is starting to show signs of being healthier. Uh, they need a full year of a healthy Carlos Rodon, figure out what's wrong with Luis Severino in the offseason. Because Garrett Cole, Carlos Rodon, Luis Severino, if they're all pitching up to what they're capable of, is a very good top three. Like, And you go from there.
0: Is this the year that the Yankees clean house management front office? It seems that there's so much of a everything is bare on the base of whatever the talent is. I, I, if you're going to, there's at least uh, an argument argument to be made timing wise. That's a fresh perspective, fresh set of eyes uh, across the board, uh, both from uh, in the the dugout uh, as well as in the uh, in the front office. Uh, it's been talked about. There's been a lot of things being mentioned in New York media within it. I do think, I think that what they're going to do is what they shouldn't do, which is split. I think Boone is out. I think Cashman still hangs around.
1: I. Who knows? Like, I thought that Cashman would have been gone. Brian Cashman would have been gone a while ago, but he keeps hanging around. And I don't want to blame Aaron Boone for the Yankees being five games below 500. And I'm not sure Aaron Boone's a great manager, but I don't think it's all his fault that they have a flawed roster. They've had a flawed roster all season. They will continue to have a flawed roster until they've like, I believe they're still paying Josh Donaldson. I, they're paying DJ LeMahieu, and they're not, they're just not good anymore. They're, they're old. Like they were very good for a long time, but they're not anymore. Uh, Bottom three teams, let's lump them together because we absolutely have the same three. 13, I have the White Sox. 14, I have Kansas City. 15, I have Oakland. Same order. White Sox, uh, still a disappointing team. They do it. The White Sox and Kansas City get bumped ahead of Oakland because I think they each have a superstar to build around. That is the advantage. The White Sox have Luis Robert, who has moved into true star territory now that he's staying healthy. Kansas City has Bobby Witt Jr., who is... 100% 100% a star now. I've just been on a tear the second half. And Oakland doesn't have a player of that caliber yet. Uh, Mason Miller's coming back. That's uh, Talk about IL stashes. Mason Miller, I believe, he threw four innings in AAA, struck out seven, and didn't give up a hit. That's a good sign there. I don't know why they're wasting his ridiculously fragile arm at AAA, but uh, that's that's the way it is. These are three of the worst teams in baseball. And uh, you you want to convince me that Kansas City is the worst team and Oakland's better, I'll, I'll listen to it. I But... None of these teams have a whole lot other than a few building blocks going for them.
0: Well, coming back, we will uh, take a look at our NL Power rankings and talk about uh, uh, surging a, a team was brewing in Milwaukee close to home here.
1: Cut my egg. Your eggs are cut, sir. Cut my milk. I can't, sir. It's liquid. Imbecile. It, then cut it. You, bring me the Wall Street Journal. You are a madman.
0: I want to party with you, cowboy.
1: Now you kids with your loud music and your Dan Fogelberg, your Zima, hula hoops and Pac Man video games. Don't you see, people today have attention spans that can
0: only be measured in nanoseconds. <laughs> be honest with you, I love his music. I do. I'm a Michael Bolton fan. Yes, that's awesome. Well, as we talk about the uh, National League power rankings, uh, number one is obvious. It's number one overall if you're putting the two together within it. The clear best team in Major League Baseball right now, the Atlanta
1: Braves. Forty games above 500, best offense in the game, top to bottom. Arguably one of the best pitching staffs in the game. Yep, I, I think that you now if I was going to lump all these divisions together, I assume that we have the same two. And you have the Los Angeles Dodgers because I have the Los Angeles Dodgers. Yep. And if we were going to put the AL all together, quick. I'm still putting both of them ahead of Baltimore. I don't know
0: if that's a hot take. I, I think so. you can make a deb- you can make an argument with Dodgers and Baltimore, but Atlanta's clear number one. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, you have. Also, more experience with the Dodgers when it comes to playoffs. Within it and Baltimore just lost their closer at the same time, uh, and that's going to cause a more more of a ripple effect or potential challenge in that team when you get into late innings in playoff time. Uh, that's going to be a challenge. Yeah, I trust Freddie Freeman and Mookie
1: Betts a little bit yep. more than I love Gunnar Henderson. I trust Freddie Freeman and Mookie Betts more. Uh, three, I have Philadelphia. They got to the World Series last year. I they have they have a very good team. Three seven, Turner's
0: playing a little better. 7-3 in their last 10. Winners of three straight. A veteran team getting ready to turn it on in the last five weeks of the year.
1: Number four. You mentioned them. The Milwaukee Brewers. I debated putting them three. I believe technically they have a better record right now than Philly. I
0: have them three. Do you? Uh, for, for me. But then Philly four. So you the only uh, flip-flop within and,
1: it. And I absolutely can see it. The Brewers are hot. They're really hot right now. And the pitching. Woodruff is back. Looks like an ace. This This is how they win, right? It, the offense is playing better lately. The additions of Mark Hanna and Carlos Santana go back to our. Been a while. We've had some vacations and some technical issues, but O-B-B. we said we liked Just it. Getting on base, we liked it. They're competitive against lefties. They were awful. They're getting on base. The pitching staff's there. The bullpen is is an absolute strength of the team. Another one. So, yeah, sixteen games. No above one. No
0: one finds relief arms better than the Milwaukee Brewers right now.
1: I would agree with that. They've they have. I kind of out of nowhere, right? Joel Piams was a throw in in the trade that got him William Contreras, who's also been a star. And Elvis Paguero was a throw in in the trade for Hunter Enfro, and they've been great at the back end of the bullpen. And then they have, have you seen Abner Uribe at all? I have not. Watch the pitching engine. It's like 103 with sync. It's, it's amazing the pitches that guy can throw.
0: There's a clear top four, I think, yep. a, a tier here. Now we go into a, a different tier, and this is where you can make an argument now somewhere there's a between lump. five and seven, five and eight. Yep. Okay, so five, I have
1: Arizona. I do as well. Okay, six. I have the Cubs. Same. Seven. The Marlins. Nope. Eight. Cincinnati. You have I, San Francisco
0: in there. I do. I have San Francisco uh, at nine. I have San Francisco at seven. That's I think yep. the, our farthest deviation that we've Two. had uh, within this. Uh, just be, because they keep finding a way. Like, note. Uh, I t- I've told you many times about the them. I like, just, just written off. You can't find a way to to, to say yes to them. But they keep stopping teams from saying no. Now they're on a they're slumping a little bit themselves. They've lost three straight, three and seven of their last 10. Uh, so whether or not this is their uh, last hurrah or whether they can get another push back within them, they just stay lurking around. Uh, jump back. I don't want to skip Arizona here quick. Arizona's played great
1: baseball for a long time. They really have came come around. They, they can score some runs and good enough pitching with Gallon and Merrill Kelly at the top. I'm not sure how the Cubs are as good as they are. I really am not. So what I said
0: before we got started. With how you, how, how are the right. Cubs doing this level? Them and the Giants. Those are the two how tos. How are they at uh, sixty nine wins? The Marlins. I have it seven. That must be. You must have them at
1: nine. Is that right? You have the Marlins at nine. I I do, but I a, I, I struggled with this one. The Marlins are tough. Like here is the problem that the Marlins have had ever since they got David Robertson. He forgot how to throw the ball. Yeah, and they're
0: bullpen the opposite of, of the you, Brewers right now.
1: And if you are playing that many close games with the like their offense has been. Better, but you need to lock it down in the ninth inning, right? That is the problem that they've had. So they need to find a
0: way. I know they tried, but you can't lose close games if you're the Marlins. AJ Puck faltered. Now David Robertson faltered. They they have tried to get there. It just hasn't clicked, and that's going to be like the whole two steps forward, one step back thing with them. Like they're getting closer to that with the, being one step forward and two steps back so Sanford, with that bullpen. Eight and nine. I have Cincinnati and you and San Francisco. I know
1: you have San Francisco a little higher. I think they're polar opposites. Cincinnati's this like. Fun young team. San Francisco's this boring old team. Yep. Yep. And I I put Cincinnati ahead. Cincinnati is I don't want to say slumping, but it it feels like they're falling off a little bit here. I know they're now six back of the Brewers. It's a long like these a lot of these young players haven't played this long into the season before. The AAA in the shorter season is a little shorter than this. So I think it's it'll come. It's probably not going to be this year. Let's go to ten, right? Let's go to ten. San Diego. I have San Diego at 10. I think they are extraordinarily disappointing, uh, unbelievably disappointing, but I still have them at 10. They're nine games below 500. They will miss the playoffs this year with a payroll that includes, I believe, four players paid over 300 million, 200 million, something like that.
0: I have them down at 14. <laughs> that is awesome. And my reason why is is not only from the like biggest disappointment team, because they didn't uh, sell off their players like the Mets did. They did not. Uh, and there's so much dysfunction, there's so many issues of work ethic within it that now that they're officially, they're they're out of this. It would take a monumental surge to even try with anything within it. If that's already the toxic nature of that clubhouse, the reason why I'm also putting that low is if they've been not trying that hard right now, what's it going to be when there's nothing left to play for? Uh, And so I think things are going to get very bad in San Diego before the end of the year.
1: I like it. Uh, So then who's your 10 then? You tell me your 10.
0: I'll give the Nationals some love for. uh have uh, uh, for, uh, uh, their latest streak uh, within it. Earned a contract extension uh, for their uh, uh, manager. Uh, with they're playing hard for him, uh, and uh, some young guys that are showing some potential. Again, there's a framework of possibilities here. That is exactly what the National C.J. Abrams has been great,
1: uh, and then some of the young pitchers: McKenzie Gore, Josiah Gray. I like. I like. I have Washington at eleven. I have Pittsburgh at twelve. Uh, it's been an okay year, better than I think some of us thought. I have the Mets at 13. That's the other team that's as disappointing as San Diego. I have the Mets at 13. St. Louis at 14. Uh, yet another very disappointing team. And then dead last, I have the Colorado Rockies.
0: Worst bullpen uh, in Major League Baseball. has been. Uh, I've seen them now within or watched also with Baltimore within it. That bullpen, wow. Uh, <laughs> is uh, that's uh, There's garbage and dumpster fires, and there's a whole different uh, – uh, type of scrap heap that's going on there within it. Uh, when we come back uh, next, uh, next week, we will take a look at uh, top rookies uh, within it, and we'll get back to our 3x3 three three schedule and uh, break down latest uh, uh, heaters and happenings.
1: Peace.